Thank you for joining me on this special episode of the Scholar Homies podcast. The game is to be told, not sold. Conversations with the soul. Well, this is a special episode because I have some maybe breaking, not so breaking news to share with you all. We are definitely going to bring Melania back to close up the, the Summer Mommy series um, in a few weeks to get her thoughts on what I'm about to share, of course. But I figured that one, I've actually never done a podcast episode just by myself. Um, and I've I've reflected on, on how to share the news. Should I do it with Melania? Should I do it with Gabe? And I think ultimately I decided I'm just going to keep it short and simple. Um, a handful of people know the news and based off their questions and their reactions, I sort of gathered what I should share with you all today. So the breaking news is I also feel like this is probably the worst kept secret. Um, I don't know who knows. I feel like everybody knows. But then when I talk to somebody, like their response and reaction is like that they didn't know. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's been no official announcement. It's just been like, if you've been in conversation with us um, and you've kind of heard it slip out, you know, you've, you've kind of, now you know. But essentially is um, I would like to announce that I'm going home. Um, the family and I are leaving the state of Texas. I am leaving the institution that I'm currently at. I am leaving my tenure track position and I'm going home. And I know that's a shock, <laughs> right? Like it's a shock to a lot of people. And um, I kind of wanted to like process that a little bit with, with you all, if I can. I think I think the first response, like what happened? Like there wasn't a particular one incident that's made us made this decision. Um, it's definitely been a family decision, but I think that there's been like several things, right? That that's happened. Um, so I guess we could start there. <laughs> we could start with the several things. I mean, first off, we're in the state of Texas. And if you know myself and my the type of work that I do, um, it's become very difficult to, to try to like, honestly, just thrive and, and be, just be in the state of Texas. It's, it's become very hard, right? Like when we first moved here two years ago, like almost exactly two years ago, it was a little bit of a different political landscape. Um, in two years, they have passed some really horrible legislation that's just kind of the circles like closed in on us, I guess you could say, um, both professionally and personally. Um, and so that's one, right? Like, okay, I can endure this. I can endure the, you know, state political climate. There's, you know, these bans that are being initiated on my work. Um, there's, you know, bans against my body as a woman. There's bans against, you know, children, like, you know, trans children. Like there's just so much going on in the state and you're enduring so much and you try to continue to overlook that. So that's one. Um, the state climate. Next would be regionally. So I would say regionally, we are in um, the southern region of Texas, and it's a very specific place. If you've never been, it's South Texas. Like when people think South Texas, they think San Antonio. And it's like, no, it's three hours south of San Antonio. We're like literally in South Texas. Um, I will say that it was a culture shock moving to South Texas, right? When we first moved here, it was the first time we'd ever seen the location. We had never uh, been here before. Um, and just to give you, for those listening who are not in academia, an idea of how 
a tenure track position works one is that they're very hard to come by like there there's few of there's fewer than they're just hard to they're a hard job to land it takes about a year process so on typically july 1 a budget the budget will come out for the year and the departments will be able to determine if they can hire a faculty line well if they get a line then they start recruitment that fall so say like right now we're in july recruitment will start in fall for this new job and then February of next year, they will bring in the, their first round candidates. And then probably around March, they will bring in the second round candidates, which is usually the first round is like a usually a Zoom interview with the committee. The second round is a usually, usually an on-campus interview, and it's about a day and a half interview. From the second you land, you're on, right? You're, you're interviewing with the person who's, who's picked you up from the airport, you have multiple meetings back to back, you have presentations, you're meeting with students, alumni, and then there's usually like a dinner with faculty, which is an interview. The entire trip is an interview. And then you fly back home. And then you're probably giving an offer late March, early April. And all of that is to start the job August. So it's like a whole year cycle. It's, it's a process. Um, I will say in my year, I was on the job market during the pandemic. And what a year to be on the job market because um, at that time, the on-campus interviews were entirely online. So I had the whole day of interviews, literally like eight Zoom meetings back to back to back, but they were all online. And so that was my experience, right? So I had never seen South Texas until we literally packed up our bags and flew across the country to move here. Like I was going on complete faith. And your girl is a city girl, true and true. Um, after living here, immediately, I, I immediately was like, oh my goodness, like, what did I do? <laughs> um, I was thinking like, what did I do? Like, what did I get myself into? Because I know I need city, like the city life. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's negotiate, right? If I can maybe get to San Antonio once a month, maybe if I have a work event once a month, I can get out of South Texas, right? And I can get my feel of a city. Um, and to even like travel outside of South Texas on a flight is difficult, right? I usually have to lay over in Houston or Dallas. And I'm telling you, every time I flew into Houston, it was like a fresh breath of air, like the diversity of people, like just people, just being around people and like seeing the buildings just gave me like life again. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to cope. <laughs> I'm going to um, get out of South Texas once a month and I'll be good, right? Um, and then that becomes super lonely, right? Yes, I have my family here. For those that don't know, my I have, you know, my husband, my daughter and my parents live with us. But that's all that, that's it. That's all we have. It's the five of us. And that's it. And um, there's, it's very difficult to try to make new friends as an adult. My colleagues are already, you know, they're in there, they already have like their lives, they already have their social circles. It, it just was very difficult to exist in South Texas. Um, as somebody who's a transplant, I would say it's a very family oriented place if your family is from here. Like just recently, I had been invited to, to like an event 
And then from that event, they like, oh, like you don't have no family here, here, come to my, my, you know, my cousin's having a graduation party, you should come. Right. And I appreciate that because aside from that, like your girl gets no social interaction, like physically in South Texas. Right. I, I meet with my students, I have meetings with my colleagues, but like, that's it. It's been, it was very difficult to like find a social network. And in which case, like I really didn't, I could count on one hand, all the times I went out like for dinner in South Texas and three of those times were probably with my students, right? So um, that's that regionally, right? There, it was a regional um, mismatch. And then it's like, okay, I can continue to endure. No problem. I got this. Um, and then what started to happen was I think, I, and I'll just say this. I'll just say that I had been named, I, what did they call me? Like the social leftist from California, right? Like that's what I heard a colleague say, like describe me as. And I'm like, you call me that, like that's a bad thing, right? Me advocating for students, me being um, student-centered, me being equity-minded, me being anti-deficit communicated to my colleagues that I was the social leftist from California you know it, it became a little difficult to be collegial in a sense where like my thoughts and my ideas were not considered like ever <laughs> like ever ever considered um if there was a discussion going on I would raise my hand politely right wait to be called on like a kid um, but immediately it was like, no, whatever she's got to say, they would already shake their head at me and like be disgusted that I even had an opinion. Right. And this continued on for like every meeting that I was in. That's how it felt. Um, and so I will say that there was a turning point, like there was a deficit moment, a deficit, a definite moment where I was like, okay, um, I'm done with this institution. And that happened probably like in June, like, no, 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 I'm going to say late May. It happened in late May where I was like, okay, this is clearly not a match. I'm going on the market July 1. But to, to kind of back up a little bit, I will say over the year, probably I had been kind of like quietly recruited, um, you know, colegas from other institutions in Texas were asking if I was, if I would be interested in leaving um, or going to, you know, visiting their institution or whatnot. So the family and I had been quietly considering other states in the state of Texas. And so it was in April where I was going back and forth with, with myself thinking like, okay, do we move out of South Texas? Would we consider a bigger city, right? Like Houston, Austin, San Antonio, or Dallas? Like, would another city in Texas make sense for us as a family? Would we feel better? Um, and there was an, it, it was a clear event that I went to in, in Austin where I was meeting with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Some like lived in Los Angeles, some lived in Dallas. And they were all like, um, they all seen our, us travel like our move from California to Texas they seen like the house being built and like the perception is that we're like happy I guess 
and they're like, oh, do you like it? And I'm like, no, I, I fucking hate it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if somebody ever asked me in person, I would be like, no, I'm miserable. But I guess, like, I don't, pers- I don't say that online, right? Like, how do you say that online? Like, that you're miserable and you're unhappy. Um, because you're just coping, you're just dealing with it. And so it became very clear, like, as I was talking to them, like, well, you know, maybe we're going to consider a bigger city. And then I remember thinking, like, I don't want to consider a bigger city in Texas. Like, no, like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, I, I, because it was like, okay, if we go to a bigger city, the dream is still to go back home. It was going to be a two-step move, right? We were going to go to a bigger city, work for a few more years, maybe get tenure at that institution, and then go home, right? And then it's like, why? Why are we doing that if we already know we just want to go home? But it's like, okay, we didn't make any moves. And then um, back to this meeting, this incident where it was a deficit, a, de- a definite moment where like um, we should go. Gabe actually is the one that came up with it, with the idea. He was like, you work from home 98% of the time. Why don't you work from home, but in California? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you're right you know, you, you're, yeah, like, why not? So we pursued that, I will say in the month of June. Um, wait, was it June? This, this conversation happened with, with the family with, within the month of June that we were going home, regardless, we had already started like internalizing, like, okay, let's, we're going to have to put the house on the market. Like, let's start making moves. Um, I had a conversation with my department chair asking, requesting to work remotely. That took a few days. It, of course, it has to go to the dean and then it goes up from there and then it comes back. And the response was that there was not a policy saying that faculty could work remotely. So the answer was no. And I'm like, well, if there's no policy, then that means like there's no rule against it, right? But since there's no policy against it, you're just going to still say no, like, okay, like, that makes no sense. But sure. But again, that's kind of, you know, like what I probably like, what I was used to hearing down here. Um, And I will say that while they may claim that there's no policy for or against remote work, there are absolute other faculty and staff who live outside the state working remotely. Uh, that's very fucking clear there's someone in in the same college that I was in who I've been in meetings with him and he's he works from a cruise ship yes he's a white male and yes that's like the privilege showing right like where I'm over here asking for permission and maybe that was my fuck up that I maybe I should have just maybe who knows if he asked for permission right I don't know I was I thought I was doing the right thing but this dude works from a cruise ship his classes are asynchronous all online and he zooms in and more power to him, like live your best life. But when I asked for it, it that was not the, not the, I didn't get that same support. So um, we decided, okay, look, thank you um, for considering my remote work, but we're going to continue and go home anyways. So that's where we are. We are moving back home. I, and I, I think that I think the takeaway is, um, where are you going next? I'm going home. That's where I'm going. 
I know that there wants to be an institution tied to me. I know that there wants to be like a job title tied to me. And there doesn't need to be. Like, I think what y'all need to know is that we are just so happy in this decision and that it needed to be made. Like, um, I think I centered my, I don't think I, I centered, but I think my, what was centered and what's perceived to be centered is like my financial well-being, right? And sometimes that's not everything, obviously, right? And so what I'm exchanging is my financial well-being for my mental health well-being. And I think that's what matters. And I, I hope that that's what's taken away from, from this podcast um, that you're hearing right now. And I want to share this message or this tweet, right, from, from Dr. Um, Blackstock. She says, quote, it was scary as hell to leave a job where I had financial security. And by all appearances, I had it all, but I knew I had to leave. I was in misalignment. Once I made the decision to leave, doors opened that I never that had never been considered and they continued to open. I stepped into my power and I never, ever looked back. One of the best decisions I ever made. What is safe isn't always what's best for you. And I think that's what stands and I hold on to because I need to center me. I need to center my well-being and I need to center my family's well-being in this move. Um, so essentially that's that's the T, right? Is that I'm we're leaving the state of Texas and we're going home for our well-being. Um, I think that like the follow-up questions, like what's going to happen to the house? It's, it's the real estate. It's going up for sale and we're going to transition and we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Right. Um, there's something that I don't have to quote. I'm going to have to grab the quote real quick while I'm, I should have had it ready <laughs> in, in April. When I went, I was with the beautiful, remarkable Linda Garcia, and she said something that I don't want to, I want to say it verbatim, so give me a second to find it. But honestly, it was at that moment when she said this, and I was having the discussions with, with all like my homegirls, I was like, yes, this is the right move for us, right? Like, not staying in a in a place where we fundamentally don't belong. Um, and of course, I'm never gonna find it right on time. Like <laughs> Let's insert the Jeopardy music here. She said something like, we have the power to take down and rebuild. And I hold on to that especially when it comes to this house, right? Because if you've followed us on this journey, you know, we've, we moved across country to Texas really on a fucking, in faith, right? We, we took a leap in faith. We came and moved to a, a place where we know nobody. And for the first year we lived in nine weeks in a hotel. And then the remaining of the year, we lived in about like four Airbnbs. Okay. And because the, the rentals, there's hardly any places to rent down here. And in that process, we were building a brand new home. And I remember, and I joke around, right? Like, okay, if I'm going to live in South Texas where I know nobody, I'm going to build the biggest house on the block. 
and we did. Beautiful home. We are so grateful that we even had the opportunity to build it. Like I'm, it's like we could have never dreamed of being in this home, right? Um, gorgeous house, but at the same time, we can't be like quote unquote married to it, right? Like it's it's real estate. It's it's something physical, um, and so we are gonna sell it. And then go home and transition. And we'll be okay. We'll be just fine. You can put me in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't care. You can put me... I don't care. As long as I'm breathing California air, I get to see the California sunset and palm trees and be in a space where I feel fundamentally safe and protected by legislation and have actually have rights in the state um I'm good the physical things don't bother me so I feel I hope I I hope that's that like that's my my feelings on that um but what's next I don't know I don't know follow me on this journey called life um yeah and I've been hella quiet on IG which I I feel like people are starting to notice um, you know, and yeah, I have been because I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, bad mouth some of my colleagues here or my institution or the people of the, of the Valley, right? Like my students have been the most amazing group of people. I am so grateful that I've got to learn from them. I feel like they taught me so much and I feel like hopefully I've taught them so much. Like I don't, they tell me like I had an impact on them. Well, they had an impact on me and I, I feel like the feeling is so mutual. And actually um, after I finished this podcast, I was actually hoping to go home with no goodbyes um, with, with, you know, kind of as quietly as possible. And a group of my students said, we no, we're kidnapping you and we're taking you to dinner. And so I accept um, and that's, you know, I, I, I think the students here are, um, are just amazing. And I think that's one hill that I will, you know, always die on with, when it comes to the institution and with colegas, it's that we have to be student centric. We are uh, doing a complete disservice if we're not serving our students. Like that should be our whole purpose is to serve our students is to graduate our students and to support our students holistically, right? And when we have institutional departmental barriers, we need to dismantle that shit um, entirely. Like, why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? You know, and um, the students will be are are. Um, I will absolutely miss the students. So I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. I've, I've, so I feel so grateful to have gotten to know them well, especially my dissertating students. Um, I think that's going to be, they're going to be the group, the hardest group to leave because I've worked with them so in depth and so closely. And it's going to hurt that I will not be hooding them more from a symbolic, um, for symbolic reasons than anything. Um, but I know and I have full confidence in them completing because they're going to finish in December. And I don't know. I feel like my spirit is is going to be with them. Like I I I help them 
get to that that spot. Um, so yeah, so that's that. The state of Texas. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just not a match for for me, and that's okay. And what's next? Again, I don't know. But if you if your institution needs a keynote speaker, needs some training, you know, hit me up. Um, the website is updated. Feel free to to fill out the contact form there. Hit me up on IG or send me an email. Um, and let's set up a meeting and schedule something and, and get me on the books so that I can be at your institution in California, <laughs> preferably. Um, I, of course, outside of California too, because I know I do some keynotes outside. But But as far as like, just wherever, hit me up. Let's talk. Let's talk business. Um, and let's work towards equity. And I think that too. Um, anything up? If you take, if you take anything away as far as like what type of person I am, I'm going to always stand for equity. Like we did not come this far to just come this far. You know, like I've had to scrap my way here. Um, and I'm not going to concede because the governor of Texas who has no fucking clue about anything, higher educational equity, uh, anti-deficit, DEI related, and his little ponies, like they have no idea any of it, about any of it. Um, you think I'm gonna roll over because they they said like, no, 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 that's not how, that's not how we're going down over here. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I don't know. I feel like there might be some questions but if you have them, feel free to, to send a question and then I will follow up with it when Melania and I do um, her episode and then we get her thoughts on the move because I'm also being mindful of that, right? Like my poor daughter, I'm moving her across the country um, and the schools and there's a lot of change going on with her. So yeah, so feel free to drop the questions and um and we'll get those answered. But thank you all for listening and for just joining me on this journey called life. If you don't already follow me on IG, once this podcast goes live, then I will go live on I I will like publicly announce on IG that we're moving. So right now I'm recording this and um most it's basically not public yet. <laughs> but once once this goes live, I guess it'll be officially public once people have listened and reached this part of the podcast. So Thank you for listening. Um, catch you on the next episode, which may be in California. <laughs> Bye.